Hello and welcome back to the Scenario 7 podcast. My name is Sam and today I'm here with two fantastic co-hosts. It's Robert Constantine and Joe Roberts. How are you two doing? I'm doing good, Sam. How are you? I'm all good. How are you, Rob? I'm great, Sam. I'm great. That, that is great to hear, mate. And um, we are here for a Bahrain preview. The previews are back. They're back for... 2022 we've changed it around a bit but it is back and we're really excited as it is race week we can't wait for the season to get started just a few days away now and yeah let's get straight into the preview and we're going to start with a new section on the podcast uh, called have i got f1 news for you and this is before we go uh, into depth about bahrain and the track and our predictions, we're going to look at some of the news from the week, a specific headline. I'm going to read out the majority of the headline, and Robert and Joe in this instance are going to try and fill in the missing word, and so we get the headline, and then we could talk, talk a bit about it. So let me, let, let me get us started with this. So I have chosen the, I've chosen the headline, Lewis Hamilton announces he is changing his blank ahead of the F1 season. Yeah, he announces that he's changing his name. There we go. First time guest, Joe. You, you, you weren't quick enough yet. I, I, thought, I, I honestly thought we were going to do one, one at a time. I'll be more <laughs> certain that it's surname. No, it, it, the headline, Joe, just is name. So, oh, I'll, I'll get, Robert, mate, you get full points. Ding, ding, ding. That was uh, the Mirror's headline after Lewis Hamilton announces in the process of changing his name to incorporate his mother's last name, Lester. And I've definitely butchered that, but... La Balaster is the way I should have pronounced it. There we go. Second time was a lot better. He doesn't understand why women lose their last name when they get married, and they they're doing it. He is doing it. Sorry to honour her. What do you guys think about this? Um, some people have been called him, calling him a virtual signaller, which I think is nonsense. Beer. What do you think about him changing his name to incorporate his mother's name? I think it, it it's brilliant, and it, it just goes to show how um, how deep Lewis's respect for his family is, um, and how it goes back to his his days before all the fame, before the money, when all he had was well, mostly his dad for the the racing career, but also his his mother, um, and what he's been doing in in respect to promoting the the idea of uh, getting more women into motorsports has also been amazing, um, especially for last week for um, International Women's Day, when when he he uh, had that post on Instagram um, commemorating some some wonderful achievements that women have have made in 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 the sport, um, and this this is just it's it's just great, I think. He, he does make a pretty good point. Why, why would you want to lose that name? You know, um, the fact that he's proud of, of both of his, 
is that his parents names that's just it's it's a normal thing for, for anyone who who has love and respect for for their family i think mm. joe what do you think about um i i personally think it's it's people's as in people can have their own um opinions on how they they won their um well yeah as as robert said surnames uh, to be if they want to incorporate mothers and and their father's name i think that's fine or just do um mother's surname as you know i know some people have but yeah i i understand why he's done it but it's yeah it's, it seems I don't, I don't know as in i wouldn't call it what the people are saying signal was it what you said signal virtue signaling yeah I, I wouldn't say it's that i think he he has the right to change his name how he pleases as in everybody else does um but for me yeah i'm i'm happy just sticking to the surname on on, the, on my father's side mm, yeah fair, fair enough um let's let's now move on to the the track the the Bahrain circuit that we're going to be seeing uh, drivers driving on competitively because we've been seeing them in practice or well Robert you've been staying away from practice but I, I've been seeing them driving uh, around in practice and seeing these beautiful uh, new cars that are going to be closer this year uh, hopefully um, much closer racing uh, but yeah this this track a uh, 5.4 kilometre long circuit. Uh, there'll be 57 laps with 15 corners and uh, three DRS zones. So uh, we've got the Bahrain circuit. What, what do you think about this track? I mean, it's the been chosen as the season opener. Do you think this place is uh, a good place to start the season? Or do you think there's other places you'd rather go? And do you think it's a good track in general as well? Uh, who do you want to start there? So either of you. Oh, uh, so Robert, do you want me to start or? Yeah, yeah, go on. Uh, um, I, 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 I think it's a good track to go to because uh, considering is at night now. I think the only problem I have with this track is probably, um, it's probably the tires. As in, the tires have to, I kind of think, kind of make it. I think the problem in general F one. I don't think it's the cars um for me it's always been the tires as it's never been a potential one stop as in like as in as two different strategies you can go like having two stops and one stops i think or even having three stops or something extreme i remember that happening um i remember that happening in um i think 10 years ago when there was like three stops but what was the fastest strategy with so, yeah, as in, I think the tyres are the main thing. Um, and you could easily go back to the um, human right issue in Bahrain um, as well. So it's, it's, it's kind of, a, I think, kind of a mixed bag, as in there's stuff, as in, in general, these Mid Middle East countries, there's... Um, controversy behind it but then again um i think f1 needs to 
show that positive positivity um and show what is kind of, i won't say acceptable because yeah acceptable in modern day society at the moment i wouldn't i wouldn't talk about um the controversy um because I, I don't think that's relevant at the moment um we're just focusing on a on a racetrack and if you compare it to the other middle eastern tracks i think it's the most exciting I think it's, it's the one that offers the greatest racing. It's got that massively long um, start straight where uh, a lot of drivers will surely get a lot of overtaking done this weekend um, in, in that tight hairpin-esque combination of the, the turns one and two. You've got a, a very technical and, and tough uh, sector two which can easily ruin your lap you, you need to be perfect through there and then sector three uh, on that final DRS um, straight it's, it's just it's, it's a beautiful track um, it's got a lot of great corners um, it's not the greatest in terms of uh, or it, it didn't used to be the greatest in terms of on-track action uh, if you don't count the actual main straight that I talked about, but hopefully with the new cars, well, we might see some moves being um, done in, in in some places that we haven't seen anything done before. Um, there's obviously the, the tire degradation issue in Bahrain has always been a thing, um, and I do agree with Joe. I think that that's probably the the only reason why the, the race might not be as exciting. Or it might make it more exciting if, if we get different strategies. That'll be brilliant. If you get if we if we see a three stop, um, which would be faster than a two stop, I'd actually be happy. I'd be impressed because we, we've not seen a three stop in, in a while, as Joe said. But yeah, I do like the track. Is it a great opener? Maybe. Um, I'm still, you know, I, I still really want to race at Australia again. I missed the track, and I think that was a brilliant opener. But Bahrain is a solid track. Um, it proved to be it proved to be great last year um, as a first race. It had the drama, and it might bring the drama back this year. Mm, yeah, no. To be honest, I am going to agree with you as much as I think Perth at a, or Australia, uh, not Perth. Uh, Australia is my uh, preferred track. I do like Bahrain. I think it's a, I think it's very solid. As you said, the main straight. Fantastic overtaking spot. We saw a lot of drivers make use of that last year. And with these new cars, that's only going to increase. I think that because we have testing in Bahrain, it does make sense to have the first race in Bahrain. I think from a logistical point of view as well, it's just so much easier. It means that they don't have to move within the week to another country. They could just stay where they are. I think from a lot of stances, that's a, a good thing. But yeah, I, I very much like this track. I think there's um, many drivers had success at it. I mean, Sergio Perez, admittedly on the other circuit, but a, a lot of it's the same. So um, he, but he's had a lot of success on the main train as well, getting a podium with Force India. So yeah, no, I, I think Bahrain's very solid as a season opener. It's pretty good, very technical sector two, as you said. That turn 10 
is a, a very tough corner. And um, yeah, no, I, I, I don't mind Bahrain at all. I think it's uh, very solid. So very, very, look, very much look forward to this season, especially uh, with the new cars at this track. Um, now let's let's go back to last year. Um, looking at the last race in Bahrain. So let me let me first go go over what happened. So we had uh, Max Verstappen uh, was the person on pole. We had drama before the race even started when uh, Sergio Perez broke down the, up on the formation lap, but started in the pits and actually went on to finish fifth in a very impressive drive. Mazepin ended his F1 debut race early, going off by the exit of turn three on the first lap. He had Alonso retiring with a brake issue, but the main event was um, a first glimpse at the Hamilton versus Verstappen battle, which we would end up seeing all season long. Uh, Verstappen, of course, overtaking Lewis off track, but um, had to give it back. And Lewis just about held on on much older tyres to win the race with Verstappen coming second and Bottas coming third. So uh, a very good opener last year, and it definitely set the tone for uh, the rest of the season. What is uh, a certain memory? What is your uh, favourite moment from last year? Um, my um, uh, favourite moment from last year is probably, as, as you repeated there, Sam, the, the staff and Hamilton bath, I think it kind of, showcase what was to come for the season if you could foreshadow it um and what i would say controversy was gonna come out of decisions that the fia made um in that race um and also the uh tactical games that verstappen and red bull um were playing as well so yeah i, th I think that was probably my I would say iconic moment there because it kind of shows what was going to happen um, in the rest of the season. And also it was even it could just focus on that race. It was a brilliant, brilliant battle and made, I think, F1 um, more on the map for people who, who, um, who, did, who just started out watching the sport. Yeah, my most memorable moment uh, that you did mention was probably the debut of Nikita Mazepin. He he had a shocking qualifying. Um, he spun multiple times throughout the weekend. All eyes were on him um, for, for the race, and he did not disappoint. Three corners, he spun and he's out. What a what a brilliant brilliant start to that Grand Prix for Mazepin. Um, admittedly, he did improve throughout the season, so fair play to him. But I think that was probably one of the funniest moments that everyone was expecting. Um, and even on the commentary, because all, all we saw was a Haas uh, just spin and hit the wall. Um, and then only in the replay, we were able to see that it was Mazepin. But Crofty knew. Um, everyone knew that that was Mazepin. No one even thought about Schumacher spinning there. So I think that that was just it was a brilliant moment. It was it was just funny. Um, you know, 
everyone wanted to see it, not necessarily wanted, but we were expecting to see it. And then when we did, we were not really surprised, but it, it was sort of enjoyable um, in, a, in a sadistic way. I'm going to say it was enjoyable. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm happy that Mazepin did learn from his mistakes later on in the season. Uh, and he did not go on to repeat uh, that failed first race. But yeah, that, that, that's what I remember from, from Bahrain 2021. Mm, it, it was almost the, the perfect start for Mazepin. It was, it was just, you couldn't write it really. It was just like lasting three quarters. I mean, there were a few people who thought he wouldn't finish, but not even lasting the first lap. No, that was, that was a pressure. And, and crashing on his own accord as well. It was um, it was definitely impressive from him. Let's move on now to our predictions. So we've got some new ones this year, and we're going to put it on in a little league table uh, between the the people doing this podcast now, and of course uh, Josh and Matt uh, that we could uh, put together for the season. And the we got some new ones that I haven't actually decided a point scoring system I'll work it out at some point but the new ones are so we've got first overtake so this is predicting the who's going to get the first overtake and what lap so they're two of course there'll be separate points like it'll be a bonus point for whatever lap uh first accident and lap so this is this could just be crashing into a wall crashing into someone else or even just spinning and then just continuing. So that's first accident. Uh, first safety car or red flag. So who caused it and what lap? Um, first pit stop, which is, yeah, tough. Uh, so that's which driver and which lap. And then the final one, first blue flag. So that's the first driver to get lapped. And what lap that's on. And I'm gonna I'm gonna go first. I'm gonna be daring and throw my predictions out there first. So the first overtake, I've gone for Sergio Perez and I've gone on lap one. I feel like first overtake will always be on lap one. So that's pretty easy. So that's 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 points in the bag anyway. But the reason I've gone for Perez is as much as I love him, he's not incredible at qualifying but his race craft is very good and he normally makes his way through the grid quite often. So that's what I see him doing and getting the first overtake for first accident. I've just gone Lance Stroll on lap four. Um, just a bit of a random one. Don't really know. Don't really have an explanation, but he's the one I've gone for uh, first safety car, red flag. It's not Lance Stroll, but it is, the other Aston Martin is Sebastian Vettel on lap 19. He did cause, um, I don't think he caused a safety car, but he did cause a crash last year, uh, rear-ending uh, Esteban Ocon. So here's my prediction for first safety car red flag on lap 19, Sebastian Vettel. First pit stop will be launched strong on lap four with damage. Um, after the first accident, it's a it's a genius move there. And then first blue flag, I'm gonna go Guan Yu Zhou 
Um, I think he'll be running in last very lightly. And lap 44. What, what have you guys gone for? Robert, do you want to say yours? Right, I'll, I'll go first then. So for the first overtake, I had to go for someone in the midfield because I'm not expecting the guys at the top to push too hard in the first lap. And I've gone with Sebastian Vettel um, on lap one. So I do get that point for the first lap, Sam. Thank you very much. First crash. I've gone with Bottas and Magnussen. I reckon they'll collide on lap one. And the reason why I think there'll be a, a crash on lap one is because with the new cars, the drivers won't know how to react, you know, driving side by side. So I reckon Bottas and Magnussen will crash. That will uh, bring out a safety car on lap one. Magnussen will be out and Bottas will have the first pit stop on lap one with damage. Uh, and I, I did not copy you know, your prediction, Sam. Um, I had this written down way before you, you mentioned Vettel's um, pit and lap four, no, stroll. Yeah. Uh, and the first blue flag will be Latifi. What lap? Oh, what uh, lap? Oh, I need to think about this. I reckon about lap... 25. There we go. Joe, what are you thinking? Uh, overtake, I put Alonso off the start because there's a flaw in your... Uh, yeah, thing. I'm just giving people three points. Yeah, and lap one. Um, crash for Stappen, lap 20. I think it will do something reckless and what he usually does and force somebody to... To avoid him. Uh, safety car will be Stroll, lap 31. Uh, first pit stop is Leclerc at lap 11. And then Latifi, blue flag, lap 41. Two Latifis for blue flag. They're very, very interesting. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. If anyone gets driver and lap for a few of them that will be very impressive but now on to just uh, finally predicting the top three so predicting the podium for this weekend's race in Bahrain we haven't had a race so it's definitely very up in the air uh, but starting from third and finishing with first who do you guys have on the podium uh, I've gone with Hamilton P3. I think um, they're just uh, at the moment. I think they're not at a level where Ferrari are at in in terms of consistency. I think Red Bull are too of one, as in they remind me of the McLaren car that was just really quick, but maybe just very poor reliability. Um, so I think they might have some problems. I put Hamilton P3 and then going off the consistency of for, for, for Ferrari, I put Sainz P2 and Leclerc winning the race and getting redemption for 2018, I believe. I think was, yeah, I think so. Yeah, was it 2018 19? I think wasn't wasn't he at Alpha in 2017? 
Yeah, I think it's 2018 because you had that engine problem. But anyway, <laughs> that, that's that's irrelevant. We'll we'll get slated in the comments. Um, right, P3, Max Verstappen. P2, Charles Leclerc. P1, Lewis Hamilton. Ooh. I'm going for for a for a shocker. Um, I think we won't be surprised. We won't see a, a result that's too much different from last year. I don't know why, but I'm, I'm expecting Lewis and Max to be on the podium again. Um, even though I still think Lewis will not win the championship, I think he'll have a great first race. Very interesting. I think Leclerc was 2019. I, I just did some quick research there where he lost yeah, he, power. He, he, he was at Alpha in 2018. Yeah. Wasn't it? Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's all good. It's fine. It's, it's, fine. It's, it's, only, it's only one year. It's, it's all good. But um, for my prediction, I have got Lewis Hamilton third. I think that they do have a few problems. I think that it will take them a few weeks to iron it out and get a setup that both drivers are comfortable with. So I've got him in third. In second, I've got Max Verstappen. I think that the Red Bull does look quick and will start the season pretty well before kind of fading away as the season goes on. Almost like McLaren, I feel like, uh, something to that effect. But then first, I've got Charles Leclerc, um, making up for 2019 um, and uh, yeah, winning winning the race and he's going to have a fantastic year and I think he'll have a fantastic start. But yeah, that wraps up um, our podcast previewing the Bahrain Grand Prix in 2022. Uh, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Remember to like, subscribe, download, whatever you need to do. Remember to follow us on social medias down below to keep up to date with all we've got on. Uh, we hope you enjoy the race this weekend. Uh, F1 is back and we're so happy about it. But yeah, uh, thank you for watching and listening and we'll see you next time. Cheers. <laughs>